guys. Welcome to episode 174 of a Wrestling Gal podcast. Providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by your favorite hippie, Jin Savani. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by your favorite hippie, Jin Savani. So how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. It's hot here in California. So, you know, we're overheating a little bit, but we're surviving. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I am not about that summer life either. Honestly, I don't know how you do it in California. Like I'm here up in the north and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just ready for fall and winter. I don't know how you do it kind of year round in California. Oh, no, I I don't like it. I am not a summer person. I always say it. I will always preach it. Summer is not my thing. Do not catch me outside in this heat. I'll be in my house in my AC. I cannot do it. I don't know how people like summer. It is way too hot. I'm with you. Fall Fall and winter. Beautiful. Catch her inside. How about that? That's funny. Exactly. Catching inside in this AC. Well, firstly, I wanted to quickly shout out our good friend Samira, who kind of first introduced us, like, I think five years ago at this point, five, six years ago. Yeah. And now here we are, both in the professional wrestling business. So, again, like, thank you to Samira for introducing us a long, long time ago. I can't believe it's been like five, six years. It's crazy. It is. I'm glad that all of us, you know, found our way somehow into this business Mm -hmm. that we all used to obsess over. And, you know, I remember so many times we'd talk on the phone Mm -hmm. and we'd be talking about wrestling, watching uh, pay-per-views together. And then here we are. You both have your podcast and then I'm wrestling. It's crazy. It's It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Hopefully we can catch you sometime inside or outside at a wrestling show. (laughs) Um So, you definitely can. As long as crossed. there's AC in there, yeah, we're good. I agree with you. I know Samira would beg to differ because she's a summer baby, but um, oh, we're, I'm not. Yeah, she, she's a, well, technically, she's spring because she's early June, but basically, she's a summer baby. Oh, no, Samira. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, can't. No. No. But to truly start things off, how have you managed to stay positive or sane throughout this last year of craziness in the world? Oh, that's been difficult. I'm sure that we can all agree that it's been really, really hard because we went from being able to do whatever we wanted Mm -hmm. to being restricted, which honestly hasn't even happened whatsoever. So, I mean, for me, it's going to sound crazy, but I read books tried my best to go outside, listen to, I I needed to be distracted, you know, so I tried my best, whether it was video games, whether it was books, whether it was music, but it's been really difficult overall, because I feel like this pandemic really brought out true colors, Mm -hmm. whether it's with people or, you know, different aspects in life, so it was a, it was, it was bittersweet, it was an awakening, I can say, I've tried my best, I know we all have our little um, struggles to stay positive, but you know, we had to do what we had to do during times like these. You know, you push through, you keep uh, you, you keep fighting it, keep doing what you can in order to stay positive. But, I mean, for me, it was just trying to stay distracted and also um, 
a group of friends of ours uh, that I started wrestling with, we all pitched in money to buy a ring since this pandemic mm-hmm. uh, halted or put a stop into yeah. our wrestling. So we continued to practice and continued to work out despite the pandemic uh, in our homes. So we still managed to, you know, try to do little things to stay positive, keep wrestling going, you know, but little little things like that, like staying distracted. Now, I know you officially made your debut match in March, but did the pandemic kind of, like you said, for like halt that or push it back? Or was this originally the plan all along for you to debut this year? Well, I had started wrestling, uh, training wrestling last January, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I can't. I don't know. I mean, originally the goal for me was this year to debut. Yeah. But the way that I had seen it was completely different to how it happened. I would say that I was hoping to debut this year, but it was just, like I said, super unexpected. Mm-hmm. I did not expect it whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, but I'm glad that it happened. So, yeah, I mean, I can't really say whether that's the way it was supposed to go or not because I wasn't sure of myself either because I was training with someone different back yeah. then as opposed to now. But I did want to this year. Yeah, that's fair enough, too. Before you, though, officially started professional wrestling training, I know at one point you had actually wanted to pursue MMA. So why did you decide to ultimately choose wrestling over MMA? Um, Well, first and foremost, my parents are really, really old school. So (laughs) they are completely opposed to, uh, you know, having their daughter get beat up all the time in Mm -hmm. MMA and I would constantly you know let them know that that's what I wanted to do but as harsh as it sounds and I love my parents they put a stop to my MMA career or the one that I wanted um because it just it just didn't they didn't want that for me um and then obviously like I've loved wrestling since the age of four so I really wanted to give this a try I did a one-day tryout at Santino's back in 2018, I believe 2000. Yeah, 2018. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's, it's what I wanted. After that, it was like, okay, well, if I can't have MMA, like, you know, I really want wrestling as well. And I remember also um, going to WrestleMania 31 and seeing everybody. And it was a rough, it was a rough place in my life at that moment as well. So, you know, I was still deciding what I wanted in life, what I wanted to do. But also WrestleMania 31 was that one event that I was like, wow, this is this is I want to try this. I want to give this a shot as well. But over time, I realized that if I wasn't going to have MMA, I might as well give wrestling a try. And I did. And I realized that this is my calling. That was what I wanted to do. So I feel like everything happened for a reason. If MMA wasn't it, it was because I was meant to do wrestling. And I, I really think that's something special, too. I've heard that a lot, too, from people that they discovered their love or really realized their calling for professional wrestling, as they say, at like a, a grand stage event like WrestleMania. And yeah. I, I mean, I've never attended, but it seems so magical. And I've just heard like so many amazing stories coming from WrestleMania. So that's that's yeah. really inspiring that you kind of found your calling, as you said, on the grandest stage of them all. Oh, definitely. It was such a beautiful moment. I remember, what was it? Seth Rollins came out last minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, the goosebumps. Like, even yeah. talking about it gives me goosebumps because it's just such a beautiful moment when you realize, like, I want to do what they're doing. Like, this is where I need to be. Yeah. Good times. That was that was a great WrestleMania. I think that was my was. first WrestleMania from Wrestling Twitter, too, where Seth cashed in at the end of the night is the one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 That was a good moment. Oh, my gosh. It was. It was gorgeous. 
So another fact about yourself that I found really interesting is that, and again, I don't know if it's still true, but you're actually deaf in your left ear. Is that, that, yeah. So before we (laughs) get further into that, can you just tell us more about that before we even talk about your training and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Well, I was born deaf from my left ear. And it's funny because uh, me and my other brother, who is, I believe, 30, uh, he is deaf from his right. And I am deaf from my left. So it's like the complete opposite. Why? We have no idea. I still have no idea why. It just happened. But yeah, um, I am. And I sometimes you'll see me wearing like a bandana on the arm Mm -hmm. that like, you know, is the one I can hear with. Because it's just kind of like a little signal, like a little bat signal, like, hey, it's right here. Oh. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's difficult because it makes wrestling a little bit more harder. Yeah. I have to constantly ask people to repeat themselves, you know, like having to be annoying and, you know, <laughs> be repetitive. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you know about that. <laughs> it, it's, it's called the good old Twitter land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I am. But yeah, it's it's really difficult. I just I am trying to work through it and it, it can be difficult sometimes and sometimes it's it's hard to ignore, but I guess I'll never know what it's like to have both ears. Yeah. So, so I was going to ask how has it been kind of adapting to this dynamic in professional wrestling where everything is like on the fly and especially when you're you're when you're basically calling moves in the middle of yeah. the ring sometimes like how how do you combat that or adapt to that really um as mentioned prior i'll wear a bandana on yeah. the ear that i mean on my hand that is my right hand so people know where to talk to me but most of the time i either kind of like have to move my head to ways that make it easier to hear somebody or you know but it, it's not too bad it's not as bad as i thought mm-hmm. it would be it is a struggle and then there's moments where, you know, something's called and I'm just like, okay, what? You know, but, you know, you have to improvise and you just got to go with the flow wherever they lead you. Um, and the people that I work with as well have been super nice about it and understanding. And they try also to help me out with it and help guide me as well. Um, because it can be difficult working with somebody mm-hmm. who can't hear from both ears. I mean, from one ear. But it's been difficult. It's but it is what it is. You know, you just push, you deal with it. And um, like I mentioned prior, it hasn't been as hard as I thought it would, but we, we make it work, you know? Yeah. And that, that's really all you can do is put in the hard work and the effort and especially into training. Like you mentioned previously, you are kind of at Santino bros and another wrestling school right now. So I just speaking on Santino bros, because I've, I've spoken to a few of the wrestlers from there. It's been really very highly regarded as one of the best wrestling schools in California. So from your experience, how has the overall atmosphere treated you both physically and mentally at Santino bros? Santino's is tough. Um, it's, it's difficult. Uh, I loved working out there because it honestly was a giant challenge. It's different from like collegiate wrestling. It's different from mm-hmm. MMA. It's different from all the other things I had done pri- prior to wrestling. But um, I actually really enjoyed it there. I feel like I was really, really pushed to go above and beyond than what mm-hmm. I can actually do. Um, I really enjoy Santino's. And it was super unfortunate that the pandemic uh, is the reason that I had to stop going yeah. in March. But I really enjoyed it. I feel like Santino's really is that school as well that 
can guide you to where you want to be. You know, like prior to Santino's, I had absolutely no cardio, you know, and then I went to Santino's and I can see myself, you know, little by little getting better at things that I thought I was never going to improve on. The atmosphere all around is great. Everybody's so welcoming there, shaking your hand, you know. It's it's such a lovely place to be, and I always used to see it on Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. on, on YouTube videos, YouTube videos, and on Facebook, and then seeing it in person. Also, it's just kind of like that. Wow, I'm actually doing this, like, like that wow factor, you know. And, and and it's such a beautiful place to be at, you know, with different people who graduated from that school. Like I would see Delilah Doom, Eli, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. Brody, and it's crazy. But they were also welcoming. They're also helpful. If you ever had any questions, you're you know, if you ever had. If you needed feedback or advice on anything, they were more than willing to give it to you. So they were super welcoming. It was such a great place to be at. And I do really miss it. Yeah. You're talking about like this whole California scene, like you mentioned, Delilah Doom. You have Eli. You have Ruby Rays. You have Heather Monroe. You have Mm -hmm. like Mighty Myra coming up. So what are your overall thoughts on the California wrestling scene right now? Oh, I love it. Um, prior to being a wrestler, I would always go and I would always just be this giant indie fan going mm-hmm. to every single wrestling show that I could, whether it was PWG, PCW, you know, I, I love it. I love it. There's something about SoCal wrestling that's just gorgeous to me because you have different styles, whether it's Lucha, whether it's just your, you know, American or it's strong style. Everybody has their own unique personality and their own unique wrestling style, which is, like I said, great. And then you have so many different personalities. It's such a diverse wrestling scene here in SoCal. So I really do like it. It, it's especially too, especially the California scene. Like you have Santina Bros, you have bar wrestling, you have SoCal, um, like uncensored and all of that stuff going on. And so, especially too, where you were kind of at least confined to your state, your home state during the pandemic, it's definitely yeah. a great scene to be striving and thriving. And that's you know, especially when you were kind of confined to boundaries and all of that and borders. So it's really great yeah. that you were able to come up and. And still continue training in a great environment. Exactly. I'm blessed <laughs> to be here in Cali and still continue despite what's going on with the world. Now, is there any match stipulation that you kind of aspire to conquer sometime that you have not yet? What do you mean by match stipulation? Like a, a no DQ, a hardcore match, a TLC oh. match? Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing I did let my coach know is I for sure want to venture into the deathmatch world. Mm-hmm. I had my little first taste of it Ooh. back on when I debuted. Um, I was actually put into thumbtacks uh, during the main event um, because I just want I want to be a deathmatch wrestler as well as a regular independent wrestler. Um, for sure, deathmatches without a doubt. Now, oh my gosh, wait, wait, wait to be thrust into the the action there in the thumbtacks. How, oh my gosh, how was that experience like before? Because that was not only your debut match, but really your first introduction to actually being in a hardcore moment, I would assume. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was so much fun. I mean, I had my, my debut match and then later on for the main event, it was a mayhem rules match, Mm -hmm. which means anything goes. And it was basically a death match against four other people. Uh And in the end of the the match, I came to save Freddie Havoc and Alexander Vega was the one who actually uh, gave me a powerbomb into thumbtacks. What a debut night. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it was so much fun. I mean, not that it was fun. I mean, it was you know, their thumbtacks, but it was, it was good to finally, like I said, get a little bit of a taste. 
Now, how much did that hurt the next day? Surprisingly, not very much. <laughs> not like I thought it would. Yeah. But yes, it was it was it was pretty painful. Okay, fair. I especially too after going in. I, that's that's amazing. I think that might top the cake for like the wildest debut night is you you had your debut <laughs> match and then came back out and then you're like you said you kind of got a taste for the hardcore deathmatch scene. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. I was it for sure goes down in the books. Now your persona is obviously self is this self-described hippie slash wild child. So does this does this dynamic translate into real life for you? Like would you call yourself a wild child at all with the tie-dye and bright colors in everyday life? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I I will always say that Jin Savani is me times a thousand, because um, it is me. But I, it's definitely, you know, I turn it up a notch when I come out and I wrestle because it's just that's just me, you know. Like I am that wild child. I am that hippie. Uh, <laughs> I am that tree hugging vegetarian. You know, I can definitely say that that me wrestling is what I would wish I can be every single day you know if that makes sense mm-hmm. no I get it too because again wrestling is like a performance art in a way too to where you're you fake it till you make it or you're kind of cranked up a bit and like yeah. you're like not overcompensating but you're more confident because you know you, you because you're more free to be more elaborate and be more dramatic and all that it's not really like you're it is yourself but it's like more dramatic and cranked up so I I understand what you're saying Exactly. Yeah. Now, in regards to that, too, then what else is your personal style like in real life besides this, like, hippie dynamic, like you said? Um, well, I'm also very mellow. You know, I'm, I'm not too out there. I'm more so, like, I'm not, a, I'm not an introvert, but I can be, definitely. Um, I'm, like, in the middle of an introvert and an extrovert, but... Ambivert, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes <laughs> it's like I have my moments but then there's this mo- there's moments where I'm just kind of you know more laid back more just calm to myself because I feel like we all kind of need that space and moment to reflect within your own self but I mean I guess the, mo- the best way I can put it is I'm very peaceful to myself I'm not always so out there and loud Okay, so so a good balance again, like the whole. Yeah, it's a good balance. So for like, sure. so I'm kind of the same way. Like when I took personality tests, I was I, I like I kid you not, I was 51 percent introvert and 49 percent extrovert. So literally yeah. in the middle. So I totally understand. Yeah, I mean it's bittersweet because there's like mm-hmm. it's just it's good. It's good to be able to transition between yeah. both because it's just it's nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and especially in certain scenarios, like we said, wrestling kind of gives you more freedom to be more out there and gives you permission to be more like extroverted and like over the top sometimes to whereas like real life in certain situations, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to I don't want to deal with this. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if I'm at work, I'm not going to, you know, full on be who I want to be Cutting as much promo, as I'd like yeah. to. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. you just have to transition. And I mean... But realistically, I am exactly Jen, but just a more calm Jen. Okay, fair enough. Now, speaking still on ring gear, who do you think has the best ring gear game or aesthetic in professional wrestling today? Oh, okay. Um, definitely Asuka. She's a giant mm-hmm. inspiration to my gear. 
um, that I'm soon going to get. Asuka for sure. What she rocks with is gorgeous. That big giant coat she has, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I would say Asuka, Delilah for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love anything 80s. 80s aesthetic is gorgeous. Um, who else? See, you put me on the spot here. <laughs> um, Delilah for sure. And then I want to say Viva Van. I love Viva Van and, and her, her mm-hmm. gear. It's kind of darker, her her gear and her aesthetic, if I'm thinking yes. of the correct person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love it. It's gorgeous. Who else? Hmm. I know I'm missing a lot of people, but I'm, I'm really into, you know, like the more darker side of wrestling. So I also want to say Paige, like an NXT page. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. But yeah, I guess those for sure, like Asuka, for sure, Delilah, Viva, Paige. So, so again, a good mix of really bright colors, but also some more intense, darker stuff too. Yes, definitely. Okay, definitely. Okay, I'm I'm curious too, especially like right now, you obviously go out there and wear all of your tie dye and stuff. So, have you explored both dynamics of portraying a baby face and a heel in professional wrestling? And if so, which do you feel you gravitate more towards? I would definitely say a heel. <laughs> um, originally, when I debuted, I thought I was going to be a heel. Um, and to my surprise, I was a baby face. So I would definitely say heel. I feel like I am naturally just more of a heel mm-hmm. person uh, without even trying to. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely a heel. It, it's been a weird transition being a baby face, but I really do enjoy it. I do know how to do like like I will always say like you know I have the Jan- like the Janis Joplin of professional wrestling when I'm a baby face yeah because that's like, who I that's who I try to be when I'm in the ring as a baby face and then as for a heel it's more so like I'm that cult leader you know I'm that person that you need to like view through my eyes you through my black colored glasses you know so I've I've transitioned between heel and a baby face and tried to see you know what I can do whether I'm a baby face or heel to make myself better Mm -hmm. in both because I really did struggle originally with being a baby face um because I just didn't want to be too cheesy and too over the top but I like both of them but I'm just naturally more of a heel now, I am so glad that you bring up Janice Joplin because that perfectly transitions to our ne- <laughs> to our next question. So I- I'm curious, too. Obviously, Janice Joplin is huge in the music industry. So yes. how do you actually enjoy and listen to her music? Yes, I am such an old soul. I, uh-huh. I, I love, you know, anything 70s, anything 80s, anything 90s. I love Janis Joplin, Andy Gibb, Bee Gees, you know. I love Tom Petty, David Bowie. I love anything that's just more old school. I feel like, you know, when the, that little cheesy saying when you just don't belong in this generation, uh-huh. I feel like that applies to me because I'm such an old soul when it comes to my music. Huh. See, see, so that's interesting, too, is I'm one, honestly, who hasn't really explored a lot of the old music, but I know people like yourself, um, Delilah Doom, obviously loves a lot of 80s music with with, with everything, and then um, there's a lot of people I've talked to that really like old metal, um, like Leonard, or in old music like Leonard Skinner and like Guns N' Roses, so it's definitely true. It's cool to see you taking like the aesthetic from like certain eras and kind of bringing it back to today. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a giant inspiration to, to my, to who I am, you know, like, 
that's what inspired me the most is, you know, I haven't really seen many people doing, you know, different things like that are more like hippie. Yeah. So why not do it, you know? But yeah, it, it is. Music is a giant inspiration. I'm sure many can say to who they are in the wrestling world. Now, is there any song or artist you think people would be surprised to see on your playlist? Um, hmm. I, w- I am a giant Deftones fan. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if I talk about it too much or not, but I think I do, actually. Uh, I am a giant Deftones fan. I love Deftones. Uh, definitely Motionless and White. I don't know if people would think I'm that type of person to listen to Motionless and White. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big metalhead as well. So... A lot of variety yeah. then. That's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> Giant metalhead. Very versatile. In and outside of the ring. You love to see it. <laughs> you definitely do. Now, switching gears here, what do you think has been the best piece of advice you've received from a trainer, a peer, or a mentor that has really stuck with you through your pro wrestling journey so far? I always... And, and even during the time that I wanted to be in MMA, this is a quote that I read and it always stuck by me. Um, it's you have to want it so bad that you hate it to the point where you want nothing else at all. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I botched that, but um, that was a quote from Nick Diaz. He didn't say it directly to me, but that's just something that always stuck to me because it is true. You've, you've got to love it so much to the point where you hate it, you know, like you're constantly you know, beating yourself up to the point where you need you need it, like you want it. Um, that's that's something that's always stuck to me as in regards to somebody who's told me advice. Uh, Lil Cello has always given me advice. Um, he's currently my trainer and he will always tell me, you know, like you, you really got to want it. It needs to be everything to you. Like, you know, you're going to, as, as I'm sure you've heard, you're going to miss birthdays, you're going to mm-hmm. miss everything. But if, if this is really what you want, you you need to want it. And that's, it's what you need, you know, like, like go get it. I don't, it's just, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm watching it really bad right now, but I'm sure you, you understand the premise of like where it's going. I, I do. Yeah. Be, like sacrifices have to be made. Like you want it so badly that there's nothing else that is like even on your mind. Like you, you live and breathe. Basically it's kind of this all or nothing kind of deal. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like you, you live and breathe and you consume pro wrestling. You want it so badly that you're going to make the sacrifices to make it happen and to really make it big. Exactly. That he will always preach that to us and, and let us know that, you know, you have to want it bad. And you definitely seem to throughout all of your work and even just talking with you, like it's been a dream of yours for years now and it's finally come into fruition. And I, I, I'm just so excited to like have known you before all of this and before all of us got involved in it. And now to actually see you doing the damn thing is really something so special. Same with you. I, I love how you got all of this going on as well. You know, it's crazy. Like I, I told Samira the same thing too. It's just crazy to me how everybody just found their way somehow. And thank you. Yeah, and it's like this full circle moment. It's like, like I've talked to with people about that before that I've known for years before they became yeah. something. And like it's like this full circle moment that you'll meet again. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Sense. Now, lastly, we are all about hashtag girl power here on A Wrestling Gal. So is there any female in your personal or professional life that inspires or empowers you the most? Yes. Um, I want to say definitely, and, and when it comes to wrestling, definitely Asuka and Paige um, and China. 
but when it comes to my personal life, it's my mother and my sister. Um, they've been, they've, they've done everything they could, especially, um, to help me out with wrestling and help me out in general. I honestly cannot thank them enough. They are my world, my sister, my mom, and words can't, I can't put it into words how appreciative I am of them, but it's definitely my mom and my sister who I would give the world to if I could. It's so important to, especially in an industry like this, like you were saying, one that's pretty cutthroat and so physical at the beginning of this, where you said your parents were kind of like, no, like that's like, that's their baby girl, you know, going to like Mm -hmm. this, this really injury prone, but like a, a very rewarding industry. And it's so important to have a support system around you because you have to make so many sacrifices, like you said. And so that's good that you have not only family, but you have friends too. And then you have actually people in the business that you can look up to. Oh yeah, definitely. Like my friends, that's one thing I will want to say is my friends have been absolutely gorgeous to me. We all started together. They are, are they're all amazing. Mm-hmm. I literally cannot thank them enough either. So, you know, it's, it's especially since I, started off in wrestling with having nobody to now having such a good support group from whether it being my friends or my family it's it's crazy and you should be so proud you're just getting started but you have such a bright or i guess wild future ahead of you as you would say probably but before i let you go can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on your social medias if I can. So currently I am on Instagram at Jin Savani, G-I-N-S-E-V-A-N-I. And I only have Instagram at the moment. And if anybody wants to purchase one of your amazing shirts, they just DM you, right? Yes. Okay. Those shirts are super, super cool. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Jin. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate you for that.